Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. We're back for our Friday episode, last of the week. Glad you're here with us. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad you're here. We made it another week all together. And uh, hopefully your feels of the LSU game are starting to dissipate. I don't know how, but it's still a hope I have for you. Uh, yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're a guy can hope. Guy can hope. Guy, guy can hope. So you're Just telling maybe me there's a maybe, chance. Maybe your candle game. Is 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 superior to ours? Maybe maybe Brown Fox Collective got a hold of you, and you just got you went on their sales site, and you got a whole shipment coming your way. Just in some deep meditation, staring into the flame. Uh, uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Good on you. Glad you're here with us. Uh, Daniel and I are by no means any sort of qualified expert as it pertains <laughs> to uh, you know media credentialed things, but we are absolutely credentialed as bona fide fans daniel and and um candle salesman for hire for also that <laughs> for, we are for we a, are freelance freelance candle salesman for for a tennessee-based candle company um uh we're glad that you're here. We're Georgia fans. You're Georgia fans. This podcast is a place for fans by fans, which means we're both in the right place. Uh, hey. Which is convenient. Uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out a tremendous amount. You can give us a rating or a review. You can tell a friend about the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. You can um, always reach out to us if you want to send us a message on that uh, same Twitter or email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you think. We'd love to know your opinions. You leave us a rating, a review, five stars on Apple Podcasts always helps us. We appreciate all of those of you who have done that already. If you are one of the many people who listen to the show who have not yet taken the two seconds to do that, you just go and click those five stars. Uh, even if that's all you do, that helps us out a tremendous amount, and we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, today, we are playing some Factor Fiction. Clint? Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite games, very straightforward. And so let us not belabor the point. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I want to go first, Daniel. All right. Shoot, then. Fire away. New, newly minted offensive line coach. He's he's not even out of the cellophane wrapper yet. The smell no. of newness still No, he's still got that wafting. new offensive line coach smell. He does, which is uh, barbecue Jock sauce. Jockstrap and feet. <laughs> Yes, barbecue sauce, feet, uh, drenched uh, Gatorade towels left on the weight rack is is the smell that Matt Luke Mm. has on him. Not even not even office printed his name, and I got a question about him. Uh, Fact or fiction? Matt Luke will last more than two years as offensive line coach at UGA. Fact. Whoa, whoa. Fact. Give me more. I need I, that's. I wasn't anticipating that, Daniel. Fact one: I know nothing about Matt Luke. This is all one thousand percent speculation. Okay, <laughs> but Let's, we're off to a flying start. We already told you we're not insiders. We're not gurus. It's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> okay. Fact number one that makes me think this: um, Look, Georgia, Georgia fans. Do I think this was a great hire? Yes, I do. But. People are not going to be lining up, beating down our door to hire Matt Luke as an off as a head coach. Okay, huh. he was not good at Ole Miss. Did, did his players really want him to stay? 
Yes, they did. Badly. Does that say a lot about him as a person? Yes, it does. That is not the case with every head coach leaving. <laughs> like you did not, you didn't read a lot of things about Bobby Petrino's players rallying around him when he when he lost his job. I read a lot about huh. Bobby Petrino. None of it. Was None good. of it was people coming to his defense. Okay, people are not going to be lining up to try to steal Matt Luke away from us as a head coach. Okay. Fact number two. I think after dealing with the stress of being the head coach at Ole Miss for a season, mm-hmm. I think Matt Luke is going to settle in. Now, is he going to be there forever? No, but I think he's going to settle in and enjoy his role as offensive line coach on a team when he gets to coach some really highly talented athletes. Uh, as part of a winning team and try to build something in Athens. I don't think Matt Luke is going anywhere for a little bit. I think when he gets hired somewhere, it will likely be as a head coach again. But I think he wants a few years off. So, yeah, give me three years at least for Matt Luke. Uh, Matt Luke's other stints as coach, he stayed three years of O-line coach at Ole Miss. He stayed one year O-line coach Tennessee. He stayed three years co-offensive coordinator at Duke. Uh, and then was at Ole Miss again as co-offensive coordinator before becoming head coach for two years now at Georgia. Uh, I like your, your rationale. It checks out. It checks Has out. There and ever... also... Go ahead. Go also, ahead. this, this uh, in, intern executive producer Michael might okay. have might have some Matt Luke family tree in him. I'm just saying. I just... What? Did you just I'm stumble just, across something? I'm, I'm, well, I'm just. This is pure conjecture based okay. upon based upon the the cut of his jib. Uh, oh, oh, I see. Well, that's funny that you say that because I was just about to say, Michael, if you're listening to the podcast, I mean this with no disrespect. Although now, based on what Clint has just said, it is going to come across entirely disrespectful. <laughs> There's never been a more old Miss looking person in the history of the world than Matt Luke, sir. Never. Not one. Not one ever. It's just going to look weird with him wearing red and black. <laughs> it's going like, to look very weird. I would be okay if he wanted to wear an old Miss hat on the sideline just <laughs> just, <laughs> just because it felt natural to him. Uh, all right, Clint, my turn. Um, I am going to go... To the bowl game. Yeah. My, my wife asked me before we recorded, are you guys going to talk about the, the, the bowl game now? And I was like, sure. No. <laughs> no, we are not. No. One week is more than enough time to preview UGA versus Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Oh. Friends. Oh, like, gosh. if you want in-depth analysis of UGA versus Baylor, I don't know if there's a place you can go for that on the internet, but I pray there's not. Because you you should not <laughs> want that. If somebody's already giving a score prediction for that game, stop listening to them. If you need me, again, <laughs> stop needing me for that. Uh, fact or fiction, though, getting to the bowl game just for a brief moment. Fact okay. or fiction. It's more of a player personnel question than it is a bowl game question. UGA will have two or more players sit out the bowl game due to non-injury-related issues. Stone Cold Fact, Daniel. Okay. Stone Hit cold. me with some names. DeAndre Swift, Andrew Thomas. Number one, number two, quickest and easiest, Daniel. 
Uh, I read something three. on the internet. Speaking of dumb, I'm sorry. I want to get to your number three. Speaking of dumb stuff I read on the internet, I read something on the internet. Somebody said that uh, DeAndre Swift needed to play in the bowl game to prove himself to NFL scouts. I'm sorry. Was I happy with the rushing game for Georgia this season? No, I was not. I was not happy with it. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to be the first running back taken in the NFL draft, and that's it, period. End of conversation. So he doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. That's already happened. Uh, What he needs to prove is identification to cash his millions of dollars that he's going to put into the bank. That's what he needs to prove. All right, who's after those two as a likely suspect to sit this game out for you, Clint? Uh, Richard LeCount and Jr. You think Richard LeCount is going to sit this game? This is the second time you've mentioned this. This the first one mm-hmm. was in passing, and I was hoping we would get to this on this question. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I asked it. Yeah. Why in God's name would you think Richard LeCount is going to sit this game out? He's not going to be a first round draft pick. I, I know he's not. Gonna he's be a not going to be a second round draft pick. Mm. Or third round draft Thir- pick. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. I I, I do don't not. think I don't think he he should be. There's a difference between should be. I that cat Trevor, from Utah Trevor, State. Trevor thinks well, Trevor thinks that he's he is Trevor. Trevor thinks that Richard LeCount is the best safety to ever play at the University of Georgia. Just correct popping Th- people's heads off. Correct. Thomas um, Davis be damned. Uh, JR, you don't think JR gonna sit? I out? don't think JR is gonna sit out. No, I think JR likes to play football. And I think JR would be the most surprising person to sit this game out to me of anyone on the team. Okay, okay. Uh, if Jake Fromm declares, you think he's gonna play in this game? Yes. You think he declares and plays in this game? I don't. I didn't say I think he's going to declare. Oh. Uh, that was a stipulation said, to that. I said, if he declares, you think he's going to play in this game? You said, if he declares, do you think he will play? Right. And I said, yes. I think if he declares, he will still play in this game. I think he will play in this game 100% no matter what. Because I do not think he wants his last game at Georgia to be the last game that he played at Georgia. I think he wants to go out with a win. I think he wants to go out having a better performance than he did in that game. And so... If he declares for the draft, I think he is a lock to play in this game. All right. Uh, all right, Daniel, we're going to come back with some more fact or fiction uh, right now. All right, Daniel, I went first last time. I'm going to give you the floor this time to go first. All right. We mentioned this earlier in the week, Clint, but let's get back to it. Fact or fiction, the University of Georgia will land a transfer quarterback this offseason. See, this is really interesting to me. I think the the highest likelihood of that being the case is going to be Plumley. Uh, he was already already committed, already had ties. Now his head coach is there. I think people are asking for it. People are looking for it. Uh, but Daniel, I just don't see how how that can happen at all. I I, I say fiction. We won't land a transfer quarterback this year because of what you just said. Uh, Jake Fromm, uh, you know, has a good chance of coming back. 
next year. There's already rumors swirling about that. I don't know if he wants to do that. He's going to have to have stiff competition next year in the draft stock with some other notable names. There's declaring. rumors swirling around about freaking Tua coming back. Yeah. yeah. So Which, I'm not way, sure. By the way. Come that, on. Tua gone, y'all. Come on. Come on. Tua's now. gone. Okay. I, I still think Jake Fromm is gone. But no, Daniel, I say fiction. We don't land a transfer quarterback this offseason. I think if Jake Fromm leaves, I think it is extremely likely that we will land a transfer quarterback this offseason. I would put it at like 80%. Mm-hmm. That's, if Jake Fromm, a, that's strong. If Jake Fromm stays, I think it is. I think it depends on what the coaching staff knows about Dewan Mathis. Mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. That's. Because obviously the kid Carson Beck is coming in, you know we presume like everything's still gonna be, you know he's gonna sign, you know sign the day he's gonna come and he's gonna put his name on the paper and like that's. But if we if we assume that Carson Beck is in the bag, which I have no reason to think that he's not, uh, then you know he's coming in. But if the coaching staff has fear that Dewan Mathis is not going to play football again. Then I think even if Jake Fromm stays, there's a decent chance that we get because a, a transfer. And then I think <clears throat> John Reese Plumley is the obvious name because he's got eligibility. Like he's got, you know, he's not he's not a graduate transfer, you know, like a one year guy. Right. And so Jake Fromm could play his senior year, and and then Plumley would be there to compete with Carson Beck for the starting job. Then I don't know if. He would want to come sit a year and then compete with a five-star sophomore or redshirt freshman at that point. Uh, but that would be an option. If Jake Fromm goes to the draft, the rumors about De'Ara King from Houston yeah. are yeah. so intriguing to me. Because uh do i trust james coley with him no i well i wouldn't trust james coley to parallel park my car at this point in my life and so uh i can't i can't worry myself about that uh king though if jake Fromm leaves and we need a stopgap and listen to me we would need a stopgap yeah those who want to say mathis can come in right away and excel no just, or Carson I, I, Beck, even you throw the reins a to freshman. a true freshman. No, or Stetson Bennett. Just no. It's a great story, but no. Like you need a guy for a year, and De'Ara King is certainly a guy. Oh, he a guy. Uh, so that to me is honestly with the way I'm feeling right now, and you talked about it earlier in the week. Just honestly wanting to, and this might be dumb, Georgia fans. You might be saying it's dumb. You might be right. But feeling like in this moment, I would rather move on from the Jake Fromm experience uh, and just start a fresh with with somebody new. I need some breathing room, y'all. De'Ara King for one year sounds like the best case scenario to me. Jake Fromm goes to the NFL, De'Ara King comes in, and then you got Carson Beck and Dewan Mathis kind of competing for that starting job in 2021. It's, that's, that is not a bad scenario at all. I... I'd be on board for that. All right, Daniel, fact or fiction, uh, Zeus will record more than 650 yards rushing next year. 
It has to be fact. He's going to be the feature back. Uh, he, he has to be? <laughs> ha, ha, has to be? He will be the feature back. No. He will get the first carry in, against Virginia next year. He, tell me I'm wrong. I, look, I, I don't know a dang thing about a dang thing about this offense, Daniel. I don't know no, which you, way no, is No, of course up. you don't. You know who the so, offensive coordinator is going to be, though. And you know who the head coach is going to be. So do you do you know a dang thing about a dang thing? Like I know that Zamir White loves putting his head down and running a million miles per hour for three and a half yards. I know this without a shadow of a doubt. I know that James Cook flashed in his limited role that he got. Yep. Limited role that he yep. got. I know that we have all manner of openings at the running back next year because we have two gone. Uh, we have Correct. our top two gone. And I know we got Kenny McIntosh, who showed a little bit, again, in limited reserve time against the the bad team's twos. Sure. But Daniel, I, I can't be certain about 650 at all. I mean, and then you got Kendall Milton coming in, uh-huh. you know, um, possibly others. We don't know what this signing class is going to hold. Uh, all right. I'll Brian Harrion rushed for 490 yards this year, and mm-hmm. he's still got a bowl game to go. So, if Brian Harrion carried for 500 this year, Zamir White rushed for 316 this year. So you're saying he's just got to double it next year. With 1,216 yards from DeAndre Swift, 195 carries for DeAndre Swift. You're telling me Zamir White just has to double his rushing output. Uh, He's going to do that easily. By the way, Clint, who had more yards per carry this year, Brian Herring or Zamir White? Oh, my gosh. 4.8 versus 5.3. That's so disheartening to me. Zamir White, 5.3 yards per carry. James That's Cook, goes on skates, 6.3 yards per carry. Yeah. One Look. yard difference per carry. Uh, those two are going to be 1A and 1B next year. The hope from this staff is going to be a Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle situation with Zamir White and James if Cook. If I hear the phrase, Dale, oh, I'm you will. You know oh, right now. you will. I'm going to let you know right now, I am breaking somebody's thumb. I hear the phrase thunder and lightning. I don't know whose thumb. I don't really care. It uh, could be my own thumb. I could pray break I'm my not own near dang you. Thumb. <laughs> yep. No, you will. You will. You'll be showing up recording this. I'm going to be looking at you on the FaceTime with just a, ca- a thumb cast. You're going to be giving me the constant thumbs up over on the other side of the... Clint, you must have really liked my point that I just made. Oh no, wait, you broke your own thumb because no people wouldn't shut up about thunder and lightning. Uh, oh, it's right. so good. Uh, we have uh, we have more factor fiction coming up, uh, but first, treat yourself to the meal you deserve, and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. Daniel, last time. Uh, last fact or fiction. Last round. Here we go. I got a basketball round. one for you. Ooh. Ooh. Fact or fiction. Basketball team in action tomorrow. 
make plans. It's on the Pac-12 network, which is not a real TV station. <laughs> so you can find you need to find a way to watch it's it on the internet. Are you doing whale watching? Pac-12 if you have a, is that if you have a if you have an Apple TV of some sort, you're gonna need to figure out how that that whole thing is gonna work. You're gonna try to watch that. Um, fact or fiction for you, Clint? Anthony Edwards off to a historic pace. Very. I'm much talking so. about friend of mine. Friend of mine. Uh, big Duke fan. Big time college basketball fan. Uh, he looked me square in the face the other day and said he believes beyond a shadow of a doubt that Anthony Edwards is going to win National Player of the Year this year in the NCAA. That's the kind of start that Anthony Edwards is off to. So if I ask you, fact or fiction, Anthony Edwards is going to hit a wall and have at least some sort of a drop-off once conference play rolls around. Uh, you said some kind of drop-off, so I'm going to say fact to this. I, I don't know to what degree his drop-off's going to be, uh, but I'm going to say fact just because the SEC play, Daniel, when this starts getting in there, it it inevitably, it's a, it is a chew-you-out, spit-you-out kind of, chew-you-up-spit-you-out kind of conference uh, schedule. I say some, but I do think he will acclimate well to it, and I think he'll He'll swing right back up. So once it begins, yes, he'll have some drop off, maybe uh, two, three, four point swing dip down. But I think he will quickly acclimate and get back into the swing of things uh, once he rolls around. And and down the stretch, I don't know. Anthony Edwards just strikes me as the guy that uh, if you get up in his face and challenge him a little bit, teams that are that, that is when you do that, when you kind of pop him in the mouth, he tastes his own blood. Uh, he responds kind of in spite of that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think he swings back up, but no, he will, he will absolutely hit a wall of some kind and go down. Uh, see, I think that thing you just said, I think that's the key to the whole thing. And that's why I think this is in fact fiction because I think we're dealing with a guy here that he likes it. He likes the, he likes the big game. Oh, he he likes the big stage. He likes the big moment. Go back to the second half against Dayton. Uh, second half against, uh, I'm sorry, not second half against Dayton. Second half against Michigan State uh, in Maui. Uh, this is a guy that I think when conference play rolls around, you're going to see the best of him. Now, is he going to be getting all of the focus because he's clearly the only guy that can beat you on this team? Yes, he is. And... Um, you know this this schedule. To your point, Clint. Once the once conference play rolls around, is it's borderline insane, no, especially it really is. especially at the beginning of conference play. Let's just read you off. Once we get into January, we open January at Memphis, and then we get into conference play. Kentucky at home, at Auburn, Tennessee at home. At Mississippi State, at Kentucky. Those are our first Mm. five games. That Mm. is as brutal of a five-game stretch to open conference play. We could very easily be 0-5. Like, we, if we're not 0-5, it'll be miraculous at this point in the season. So, uh, Anthony Edwards will be tested, but I'm not, I don't see a drop-off coming, so... Man, I, I really need that to be the case. I, I need to see somebody in red and black just rise above and dominate somebody in, in absolute fashion. Uh, all right, and here's my last fact or fiction for you. 
Uh, the UGA football team will be ranked in the top 10 AP poll to begin next year's play. What say you? Fact or fiction? Oh. That's a fact, Clint. It's a, it's a stone cold fact. We're, what am I we're missing? Ranked, we're ranked fifth what? right now. Well, here's, what am I missing? We we're, will... ranked, we're ranked fifth. Yeah. We play Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, who cares? Nobody cares. We could lose Nobody that game cares. by a million and still okay. be ranked in the top ten. You that so that's that's my question because I we'll get to the Sugar Bowl later. But regardless of what happens there, you think we're going to be top ten, irregardless of that game. That game has no predictive ability on our rankings next year. We're going to roll in top five, regardless. Yes. Well, I mean, maybe not top five, but. Definitely top 10. Yes. 100%. When was the last time... I'd have to do some research to figure this out, but when was the last time we weren't preseason top 10? Oh, gosh, you're right. That'd have to be four. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, you can... This is the thing that our rivals like to talk about is how Georgia is <laughs> always ranked in the top 10 in the preseason. And so I don't know, like what, of course we are like, of course we're going to be ranked in the top 10. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, if Jake Fromm goes to the NFL, that will be a hit mm-hmm. to our ranking for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just don't know how you could really look at this team other than Jake Fromm and not think this team's going to be better next year than it was this year. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying we're not going to be better. What I'm saying is we could because gosh knows last year is great evidence lay an absolute egg be completely unmotivated, have guys sit out for the Sugar Bowl. We lose maybe even by two scores, two possessions. Uh, We get a recruiting class. It's great and fine and everything. But teams behind us win their bowl games, have great recruiting, get ranked above us. Uh, I'm not saying it's a lock. I I think it's going to happen. I I would agree it is fact we will be. But uh, it seems to me that it's a little precarious compared to – previous years that we've been there it wouldn't if we were ranked 10 11 or 12 it wouldn't be shocking to me based upon how this year has gone i think a more interesting question maybe one that we don't have time to get into today is fact or fiction georgia will be the highest raked sec east team in the now ap is, preseason poll that's exactly yes that's uh that is an excellent question and by the way i don't think people are still over your uh, your statement earlier in the week daniel i still don't think they've They've quite caught their breath from the statement that we weren't the best SEC East team this year. Look, a win's a win in the cocktail party. Any win is a good win. Uh, Dan Mullen will never beat Georgia when he's the head coach of the University of Florida. But um, Florida's a better team than us this year. Again, so. let the record state Daniel said it, but co-signed is this entire podcast. It absolutely was correct. But hey, the better team, they weren't the better team that day. Not that day. 
No, they weren't. And that's the only thing that matters is winning the games on the field. Truly is. And that's what we will try to do against Baylor for the twelfth time this year uh, is uh, win a game on the Come field. On. So, uh, all right, that does it for us this week. Georgia basketball tomorrow. We'll be back next week to talk about that. To talk about more off-season points of interest. To maybe start previewing some bowl games. To look ahead. To talk about all manner of nonsense in addition to any other news that might be happening among the Georgia along the Georgia program. Maybe stuff we didn't get to this week that we wanted to talk about, but we didn't have a chance to. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about all of it. Until then, uh, see you guys. See ya.